What is up? My name is Kevin Wu and I'm an online fitness coach who helps men in their 20s lose weight and get abs for the first time through mindset, nutrition, and training. That's enough about me. Let's get right into today's episode. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Live to Inspire podcast. Today I talk all about supplements, which ones I recommend, what is a supplement, how you should approach it, and also food prep. This episode was requested by my client, Manolito, so shout out to you. Woo, what is going on? On you beautiful people. So today's podcast, we're talking about supplements and food hacks and a little bit about trends, latest health discoveries, and kind of interesting research. This is requested by my client, Manolito. So this podcast is mainly for you. We're covering over a couple of things. Hope you guys have an absolutely amazing week so far. I know it's just Monday if you're listening to this itself. Uh, that's the upload date, but let's get into it. So Let's talk about supplements first because a lot of people kind of really talk about supplements and when they first kind of get into the weight loss journey or they first get into working out, this is actually like one of the first things that people kind of look for. Now, it's kind of funny because a lot of people itself is they look at the training, nutrition, and then they jump straight to supplements, right? The first thing I, I have a lot of clients, first thing right away is like what supplements do I take? Or one of my clients I remember the other day just signed on with me. He asked me, can I start my training nutrition uh, before I get my supplements? Like, do I need, like, supplements to get started? And that just kind of references, like, the importance people place on supplements, right? People place way too high of a supplement. Like, um, and I would not say efforts of importance of it. Because even the word supplement, like, if you break it down into its definition, it's basically, you know, what you don't get for your diet, you kind of add on top right? It's supplemental. It's not your core. It's what you kind of add onto what you're doing, right? The word supplement is not like, you know, like the core of the foundation versus your training, your sleep and your recovery. That's your core. So I made a video on this too as well on my Instagram. Basically, if you make like a little triangle at the very, very top itself, because the base, it's going to be like, you know, like the training, uh, I, mean, I would say first is your diet, then your training, then your recovery. At the very top is the supplements, and not the very top as in the most important, but the least amount of percentage it really matters of. So supplements might make up like 1% to 5% of your actual kind of progress. You do make depending on uh, what supplements you do take, but also like like the like it, it depends too as well. Because like let's say you have a perfect fucking diet, and then you don't really need multivitamins like, at all, right? Or if you get enough food from creatine, like uh, you need enough, I wouldn't say chicken breast, that's not very high in creatine, uh, more like your beef, that's a little bit more higher, then your creatine won't be very effective then, right? Because if you supplement with creatine, we get enough from meat, which is usually never the case because like five pounds of chicken breast is like five grams of creatine. Right, so who the fuck's eating five grams of chicken breast a day? Red meat's a little bit higher in that aspect, it's certain certain ones, but you guys kind of get the point in that kind of aspect uh, for the results, kind of wise. So obviously, if you guys take steroids or like SARMs or performance-enhancing drug that actually alters your hormone side of things, in that kind of regards, it has a direct placement on the tissue and a direct effect on the muscle tissue. That's gonna be a little bit different. Uh, that percentage is going to be slightly higher, but still the base is going to be your training, your recovery, and also your nutrition. Because I don't know about you guys, but when I first started working out, when I got in the gym, I literally thought, let's just say, let's talk about this topic of steroids, right? So I thought 
the most jacked guys like you know Arnold and are those guys that you see on like television, the big bodybuilders walking around like 300 pounds. Those are only guys doing steroids, and that's literally what I thought. And I thought that's you know it's instantly gonna happen. But as I was working on the gym itself, I started getting asked if I started taking some stuff when I was when I, when I was like 17 because I was always very lean. And then uh, I'd be like, no. And then they asked me if I could compete too as well. I'd be like, no, not yet, right? And I found a lot of people to take it because a lot of people opened up to me itself. It was like, yeah, well, I was like, they're like, yeah, I take it actually. Yeah, yeah, I'm taking steroids. And then when you look at the receipt, it was like, what? Like, you're you're taking stuff, right? Sure, they may have like a little bit of muscle, right? And like look probably better than the average Joe, but like it would surprise me, right? And it wasn't just one person. It was many, many, many people that came up to me and I was talking to because I talked to a lot of people in the gym back in the day, especially a lot more than now, because I didn't wear earphones for the longest time. I never listened to music in the gym. We don't listen to earphones. We don't have them. More people kind of come to and talk to you because it's just like, it's, oh, you know, you just have earphones. Or you're more likely to talk to people itself because you don't have earphones. Let's say uh, you catch a glimpse of somebody else itself and like, oh, I'm just going to start like a conversation. It was just very natural for me. I made so many friends that way. I met a lot of people that way. But also found a lot of fucking people took steroids at the gym calling me about LA Fitness. That's what I worked at too as well. And it was it was very surprising. Like very fucking surprising. And uh, I remember even my manager at the time was taking it. Actually my manager and also the vice president of my region was taking it too as well and i was like damn like like they didn't really look like it right or at least what i thought uh, people who look like they took steroids right so it very much surprised me when i kind of saw that and and i, I remember i mean like holy shit, like there's a lot of fucking people that take steroids right so that's all inside of things is now we're going to get too 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 much but I do want to kind of leave notes where it's supplements are not your just your answer to your progress and your goals, right? Because many people kind of jump to that, and that's like a hardcore fucking supplement, steroids, right? So if those supplements you get off the fucking shelf, you know, are expecting to blow you up, like I even remember, I think a week ago, somebody messaged me. It's like, hey, I've been taking creatine for like three weeks, and like, you know, I'm not really seeing much results, right? I'm like, what are you expecting from taking creatine? Do you expect to like just blow up put like 20 pounds of muscle? Like that's like that's kind of like my response basically over there. Uh while well, it's kind of like you shouldn't expect much from taking creatine, it's not gonna do nearly as much as you think it is. It might help you add a couple more reps onto your lips. Let's say you're doing 185 pounds of bench press for five reps. Maybe you get six reps next time, maybe you get seven. And then with those additional reps with that little extra strength, you're going to put on a little more size, right? It's a very indirect uh, correlation versus testosterone, which uh, I remember reading some studies where if you literally just inject it, didn't even train, you would gain more muscle, right? It's a direct correlation, right? So it's more hormonal. So a lot of these things, people overplace the emphasis on supplements and spend way too much money on it. And people spend more money in supplements than they do on actual food and the gym membership and what actually fucking matters, right? And I say it with a passion because um, I see people do it all the fucking time. Where right? I used to work at a supplement store there. The right supplements will help you out. Like protein powder is a supplement and most people, especially most people I train with and get into training with one-on-one -on -one clients most people lack the protein right and they're significantly under eating that and just uh getting protein power to make it easier to hit that protein goal makes a fucking huge difference
this, right? That's almost, I would just say it's part of the nutrition kind of aspect where it makes it 95% of both because protein is, you know, part of that, right? But it is a supplement at the end of the day where, you know, it won't taste fucking great and it's protein. But we're referring back to this one. When it comes to supplements and cells, fat burns, a lot of stuff, they barely do jack shit either, right? Marketing claim they can sell it really fucking high and they have the super high margins because the only ingredient that really, really works is pretty much the caffeine, right? They're going to have a lot of other shit like, you know, like CLA, green tea extract, and they're going to barely do shit. But if you just drink like a black coffee or just have like a tea, something like that, you can see like so much fucking more money and you're pretty much getting like 90 eight percent of the actual effects of that quote-unquote fat burner right now when it comes to harder ones maybe like clenbuterol or some yohimbine those ones maybe that's a little bit different those ones are actually effective but they're pretty much like off the shelf and they're not sold in something stores right but the ones that people kind of realize and they go to some stores and they're like holy shit this is the fucking holy grail no no stop right there so there is a couple supplements i do recommend for pretty much like um almost anybody but let's go more towards the weight loss side of things and the fat loss, right? Just trying to get the aesthetic physique like mine. Then a couple supplements I would recommend is number one is hands down protein powder, right? And I kind of explained this already is because most people have a hard time hitting that protein goal. And your protein goal is going to be freaking crucial, right? Very crucial for you to really build the muscle, but also to really lose that fat. Because let's say in both scenarios, if you ate, you don't have enough uh, protein itself you're not going to really be able to build that muscle. And B, if you don't have enough protein and you're cutting really hard, chances are you're going to lose a lot more muscle, right? Because your body's like, hey, I don't have enough building blocks to build this muscle itself. It's very engine-mounting. Let's go lose it because uh, your body is like, hey, can I choose some fat? Can I choose some muscle? But if you're not providing enough fuel or enough nutrients to your actual muscles, it's going to burn off some muscle too as well. And that's why you can lose, look more skinny fat when you do cut down. Right, but most of the reason why people look skinny fat is because they don't have enough muscle underneath, and that kind of correlates with that. So hopefully that makes sense. Now, number two, I'm gonna say is gonna be creatine. Because creatine, five pounds of chicken breast equals five grams of creatine. And creatine, I personally didn't really know quote unquote notice the effects when I started taking it. Right. I worked up for five years and then I started taking it. I didn't really notice the effects, quote unquote. Uh, because I was expecting some dramatic effect before when I first started taking it, because everybody's hyping it up. But yeah, it might help you add like one or two more reps to your lift itself. And with that, it helps you grow muscle. But I still highly recommend it itself because of that. And it is very effective in that kind of aspect, um, especially if you guys don't really eat a lot of meat. And yeah, if you guys are cutting, it's harder to get that into as well because, you know, five pounds of chicken breast is five grams of creatine. If you cut down more and more and more and you're only eating maybe like 200 grams of chicken breast a day, what is I can't even do conversion, maybe being like 0.2 grams of creatine itself a day and supplementing with five grams a day itself. That's all you really need. It, and uh, over time, when we first start using it, you can load up on 10 grams per day and kind of do that for like a week straight, then go back to five grams. And that's literally all you need to maintain that saturation in your muscle. One of my saturation is as long as you keep topping up that creatine storages because they you get used, uh, you'll get the effects of it. And number three, I'm going to say is multivitamin, especially when people kind of cut down. Because, uh, I mean, obviously with the multivitamins, each one of them has kind of like a different function. Basically, they have a function in terms of your hormones. And hormones are what got, uh, dictates how you function and feel itself. But vitamin D is actually what we call, it's more of like anabolic. 
in the sense where it has a direct correlation to your testosterone and that's usually found in multivitamins i do recommend something on top of vitamin d on terms of more, more of the multivitamins just because a lot of the multivitamins don't have an adequate kind of amount and especially if you're somewhere colder like i am in canada i still know with vitamin d it's very cheap it's like seven bucks and i have two year fucking supply uh i get it from costco by the way so i'm not sponsored by costco unfortunately now, next one is going to be a fish oil. Now, my, most people are surprised about this one. And I was very surprised and kind of resistant to take it for the longest time until I worked at some shop and then learned more and more and more and more and more about them. But they have a lot of good functions for your brain health. And also, it has a potential to kind of help that fat kind of burning ability inside of your body, right? And to get the fish oils itself, usually it's like 1.2 grams per day. Um, eating fatty fish every single day is probably what most people don't do. And that's like eating some salmon, what's like 100, like 30 grams of salmon every single day. Most people don't do that to get that kind of effect. And it definitely uh, helps on that kind of aspect. I actually definitely notice like a better kind of focus, a better brain health in the, in the sense that I could think better and function kind of better. So that one's a good one to kind of all around. Also has like other things like decreasing your blood pressure your bad cholesterol and some other kind of health benefits but i absolutely do recommend taking a fish oil now lastly is going to be for supplements i kind of do recommend actually no i'm not going to say lastly but one of the ones i do recommend for a lot of people especially to try to lose weight is a probiotic the reason why i say a probiotic and most people don't realize this is because we need a healthy gut to actually really digest and assimilate these nutrients because a lot of people when they kind of get to the place where they packed a lot of you know fat and now they're more overweight is because of eating more shitty foods like pizza burgers and all the time cheesecake not very good foods that like um agree with your gut when we agree with your gut is basically if you notice yourself like bloated or farting or having like uh, some kind of issues rumbling in, in that sense that means those foods that you did eat in that day or like an hour before did not agree with your gut there are foods that you should not be eating in terms of like what your body is like hey i don't like this is not isn't for me right <laughs> like um i remember uh the i think what was it i went to a sushi buffet and most of the foods were okay but like i think i remember having these sweet these buns they're deep fried with condensed milk and then that's when my stomach started like uh, i had a little more gassy farting a little more so that particular food was like hey i don't fucking eat that or like that's what my body's telling me not to eat at least but obviously it tastes good i'm like okay fuck it, i want it but hopefully guys make sense in that kind of aspect what you want and tastes good versus what your body's like hey okay it's okay uh are completely different but with that being said over there probiotics i would recommend getting like a 30 kind of billion because he's going to help break down those foods itself and give you a healthier kind of guts and we do have a healthier guts you're going to also have a better mood and you're going to get sick less often too as well because your gut is pretty much your immune system and you'll be able to lose fat more efficiently given that your gut is like you're feeling your the right foods to your gut that actually agree with your guts you're not like loaded you're not farting all the time you're not having a hard time sleeping you're not like your something's not rumbling that kind of aspect it will do better right so hopefully that makes sense over there now when glutamine is also a really great one for the guts i personally take that every single day it basically it's the type of protein that lines up your guts uh to help with your gut kind of health right so think of your gut has like a thin little kind of barrier and when we eat all those shitty foods like say pizza burgers that don't agree with the gut sometimes it kind of permeates that little uh thin lining of your guts and it kind of penetrates it through so all the nutrients that you do eat from the other foods itself they kind of like get lost because they're not 
um, enclosed in the space. There's a little hole in that lining and those nutrients uh, go through. So you're just peeing out most of it or shitting out most of it. Now you're not actually using it in terms of your body. So glutamine is a great one to help with the lining of the gut. I personally take it every single day. I use six grams a day. Now, uh, in terms of actual pre-workouts, this is a really popular one too as well. I would say the caffeine is the number one most important ingredient in terms of actually getting the effect. That's more of the stimulant you'll actually see. Beta-alanine is what gives you the tingles. If you're taking a pre-workout, get those tingles. That can actually help out in high rep ranges of like 20 plus, but when it's usually like anything else, not really. Citrally Malate is a very popular one. I fucking love it because it's great pump. It's more of like a blood flow product, so it helps get the blood kind of flowing. In terms of actual performance in the gym, it doesn't really do much itself. The caffeine is actually the one that pretty much has the most effect. That probably has like 90% of the actual effect of the actual pre-workout. But yes, pre-workout tastes great too as well. And I, if I believe it's more of like a mental thing where people take it and they kind of will feel better and it's almost like a placebo in that kind of feel, effect where it's like, you know, you feel better, you have a better workout. And if that's a case, placebo is actually a very strong argument, right? So you guys could supplement with a pre-workout in that case. I used to only take pre-workouts when I was like dead tired like dead tired and only needed it like i'm like i just need it and that helped me get through those workouts uh then i started wearing a supplement store they got free ones and i started using every single day and now i'm sponsored so i do use it every single day <laughs> I, I personally actually no i bumped it up to like 300 milligrams per day i'm not gonna lie i only used to use like one scoop which is like 175 but i'm pretty much using because i got a shit ton i pre-workout like seven bottles eight bottles of tubs and yeah so i just i haven't even went through one of the tubs like like of a new sponsor from Legion that is partnered up like four months ago. I haven't used one full tub yet because I only use different flavors. But yeah, I got a lot of it, so that's why I use it every single day. That I do work on at least, not when I'm not working out. But with that being said, if you guys are looking for like a pre-workout self and you do want to go that route, I would definitely go with the caffeine kind of content. Now, some of them are a lot higher, but I would generally look for one that's more of like 300 milligrams per serving itself. And now you don't have to take the full 300 milligrams. I recommend three to four milligrams per kilogram of body weight. So let's just say uh, somebody is 100 kilograms, you would take you could take like the full scoop then of that 300 milligrams because you know it's in the three to four milligrams per kilogram of body weight. Hope that makes sense. But if you're lighter than 100 kilograms, and 100 kilograms is 220 pounds. You know if you're like 170 pounds, then it'd probably be more towards like what 200 200 milligrams of caffeine that you take. So not the full scoop, maybe like a 0.7 of the scoop itself, and that'd be good. And also lasted longer. So uh, so that was a lot about supplements. I do want to talk a little bit more food hacks now too as well. So I'm not 100% sure what my clients asked for when he was mentioning food hacks, but for my kind of assumption, I'm going to say uh, making food taste better. So if you want food to taste better itself, like I fucking struggled this for the longest time because I personally used to hate eating. I hated fucking so much. That's why I was anorexic pretty much. Uh, when I first started my fitness journey, I was 85 pounds, right? And to put it classic now, I'm like 194 pounds. So I've gained over 110 pounds. And obviously, finding the right foods and making my food taste better did kind of help with that. But in the first kind of couple of years, my food tasted, tasted like shit, and I just got through it. But eventually, uh, over time, I learned these things that sodium wasn't bad for you. I actually spiced my food, and sauces weren't actually bad for you. The just low calorie sauces out there too as well, and I thought you only had to like pretty much like boil your broccoli, which I did that, and uh, bake my chicken frozen. It was absolutely disgusting, and 
Yeah, no. So, food hacks. Get a fucking air fryer. I'm telling you right now, I reheat, I reheat like all my meals with an air fryer right now. And I fucking love it. It has like, a little crisp. It gives it a little more of like a flavor. Or if you have a grill, oh my God, grills are amazing too as well. I personally, I would say grilling is better than air fryer, I'm not going to lie. But grilling takes a long fucking time. But if you guys want to do that and actually make it taste even better, grill your fucking food, man. Grill your chicken rice. Oh my God, I love that. So use low-calorie sauces like sugar-free barbecue sauces or look at the back of any sauce itself. And let's say it was like 15 milliliters and it's like 10 calories per serving. Fucking use that, right? So um, it's great. I have to be like honey mustard sauce. Well, I think it's like sweet heat honey. No, sweet heat mustard, sugar-free barbecue sauce, and sugar-free ketchup. Those are my three sauces that kind of rotate between right now. Spices, uh, salt, pepper, garlic. I always pretty much use that all meals. But I also add in different seasonings, like my chicken breasts. I rotate them like every single week. Right now, lemon pepper. I think last week I used this taco seasoning. Like before that, I used um, I think it was like all kind of purpose seasoning. Before that, I was like seasoning salt. So I just rotate between those, so I can flavor up my chicken a little bit differently, and that helps so much, right? But air fryer, hands down, get one right fucking now. It will make things so much better. Even for like sweet potatoes, I use that. I even start reheating my like um vegetables in the air fryer. It actually gives it like a little crunch, like a little crisp to it. And actually, I, I think it tastes way better. So do that. Absolutely. Now, uh, other food hacks itself is one big thing was protein goodies. Like I fucking, I'm a sucker for pro, like the treats, like, you know, like donuts, those cakes and that stuff. So when I was cutting down my first show, second show too as well, like deep in the prep, I would always find these recipes online, like protein foods, like protein brownies or protein cookies, protein cheesecake to get over that craving. So I searched up on like TikTok. TikTok's so fucking good for this right now. I used to just do it on YouTube back in like the day. I'm going to say like 2018. That's what I call back in the day. And I'll find all those recipes. But TikTok now is blowing the fuck up. Has so many good recipes themselves. That you guys with low calorie, high protein foods. So go search them up. It's super easy to find. You guys can find a million of them. So like there's... Like protein oats, I even found that first time. Like, holy fuck, like that's basically just oatmeal mixing the protein powder in there. And it's so fucking simple. I don't even know how I didn't think about that. And it became my favorite thing back in like 2018 when I was cutting down, uh, because I, you know, I was just eating plain oatmeal. Oh, disgusting. <laughs> so, there's so many different ways to make your foods taste better. You guys don't have to eat just plain chicken breast and fucking broccoli that was boiled. You guys can make some good foods now. Food hacks, food pages, sells like, um, I remember this. I think it was a quesadilla I made. It was like 60 grams of protein itself and made like 25 grams of carbs and like 4 grams of fat. And it's super good macros. Fucking loved it. So I found this protein tortilla, basically. And I heated up my skillet with some egg whites. Then I put my chicken breast and sugar-free um, barbecue sauce in there and a low-fat mozzarella in there. And then I kind of covered the lid. I well, flipped over my tortilla, covered the lid. And then I kind of sliced it in force. And then that's was my quesadilla thing. Oh my God, that was amazing. But basically, you guys could find a lot of foods on those things. Yes, it'll take a little more time to cook up. But if you guys want to go that route itself, it's worth it. And you guys can actually meal prep those side of things too as well. Like, I remember trying this low or this um, sweet and sour chicken kind of recipe. I didn't try it too long ago. I cooked for my girlfriend over here too as well. She absolutely loved it. And it was very macro-friendly. Um, I don't care remember the page, but I think it was like Aussie Fitness, something like that. But yeah, you guys can find a lot of those ones for food hacks. Now, in terms of food hacks, if you guys are talking about saving time, I always personally cook my meat 
for four days worth. So I'm going to cook like a whole batch of chicken for four days worth itself. I get the Costco kind of like the four kilograms worth. And then uh, right now I just cook like uh, three quarters of that kind of box all at once. And then, cause that's all I ever had room in for my air fryer personally. And then for my ground turkey got there, I just cooked two packs. That was for two, like four days worth. I could cook it for a little longer for like a week's worth. I really want to, but I, don't, I feel like the food or like the chicken, the meats and stuff don't really taste as good for rice to cook for like three days worth itself because rice stuff like the fourth day gets it really fucking hard and I just put in my fridge and stuff so always cook those in bulk my vegetables i just get them frozen i like just microwave them now itself into a meal prep container and i have that for four days worth and yeah i don't have to do jack shit right all to do is measure out the units like 200 grams chicken breast like 200 grams sweet potatoes and like 185 grams of broccoli my Put that in the air fryer to reheat it or just microwave it. So I put it in the air fryer now and I have my meal ready to go. If you guys are on the go at work, just pop in the microwave, eat that, and you're good, right? And you guys can also pre-sauce it up too as well. That's what I used to do when I was because I didn't bring my sauces. I just put the sauce on top of that one and threw in the microwave too as well with the sauce. And I just ate it like that. And it makes it so much better. So those are some food hacks I'm gonna say that I'm assuming they kind of meant to make it taste better, also be a lot better. Now, this podcast episode is going pretty long right now. I'm going to cover some very brief things. Um, so, trends itself, I know Liver King is trending still, I think, because he was opening up about his steroid usage. I thought that was really fucking obvious from everybody because he's really fucking red. He's jacked as shit, and he's really short to his wall, like 5'5". Five, five. And if you just look at him, it's, yeah, no, he's definitely not just, you know, fucking liver and all that shit and looking like that and his training style is not even very great to his wall like uh, if you look at his training style and just what he does it's not very quote-unquote effective for building muscle because he didn't you don't actually put that much resistance he does a lot of, like the barbarian workouts where you're doing like a one mile walk with just like walking with this thing that's kind of attached to you and then he does like some rowing and some other things but it's not like the actual traditional weight training where you're overloading the muscle and over and over to a certain amount of extent. Maybe he did that back in the day to actually get those muscles. I'm actually not fucking sure he did that itself. And maintaining your muscles is another thing. You don't actually need to do nearly as much or nearly as much like um, um, volume to keep that muscle. So I guarantee you he built that muscle more based off the weight training side of things. And now he's emphasizing more for that barbarian kind of workouts. We're doing a lot of different shit uh, to get that. So yeah, I thought that's super fucking obvious, but I guess I was listening to another podcast where they're talking about this too as well, and maybe it wasn't obvious to a lot of people just starting out into the fitness industry because like when I first started working on this fitness industry or or at least even like five years in, I thought the only jack guys were like Arnold and those guys being at the stage were the ones taking steroids. So, and if this guy, Liver King, was not, well, he looks basically like that. And uh, he just kept preaching the liver side of things that people never really kind of talked about before. Maybe I kind of see that with the um, arrogance over there. Maybe it's not even arrogance, maybe just like misknowledge. So, but hey, he, he opened up and yeah, fucking 10 grand a month on uh, HGH growth hormone. That's a lot. All right. So in terms of interesting research and latest health discoveries, I did do some kind of digging on this one kind of before. Um, didn't really kind of see any that I found quote unquote interesting on my kind of behalf of what I deem interesting. So yeah, you guys can do your own research or whatsoever on that one. But with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast up today and take care. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Live to Inspire podcast, the number one podcast for men in the 20s 
trying to lose weight and get abs the first time. My mission is to inspire others to be the best version of themselves through fitness. So, if you guys are tuning into this episode and want to lose weight and get your abs showing for the very first time, then DM me the words abs on Instagram at KevinWu underscore. That is K-E-V-I-N-W-U-W-U underscore. And we'll have a chat whether or not I can help you out lose that weight to get your abs showing for the first time. That is the ending of today's episode of the Live to Inspire podcast. If you learned something today, then make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss out on an episode. Also, if you leave a written review on this podcast, that'd be greatly appreciated because that pushes this podcast to more people just like you.